Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to USTA Florida's Here to Serve podcast. My name is Laura Bowen, and I'm the executive director here at USTA Florida. I'm very excited to be back with our awesome campus events team this week to talk a little bit about the resumption of USTA Florida's sectional events, and in particular, our Green Ball Championships, which are coming up this weekend. So I'm going to jump right in here and uh, introduce our guests today. Uh, first up is a familiar face to our podcast. That's Jason Gilbert. He is our director of youth tennis. Next to Jason is uh, Alyssa Hill, and Alyssa is the senior director of the National Campus. Welcome back, Alyssa and Jason. Good to be also, here, Laura. Thank you. Also joining us today is Josh Record, our events manager, and Josh, Josh has been on the podcast before. I think you were on us with the uh, previous episode where we talked about campus events, so welcome back to you, Josh. Absolutely, and now it's a reality, and it is good to be back. And we have a new face, a new face to the podcast, but definitely not a new face to us or to Florida Tennis, and that's Jenna Kelly, and she is the events senior manager at the National Campus. So welcome, Jenna, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for having me. Jenna, I'm going to stick with you for just a minute because you are a new face. So I would love for you to share with our audience your history and your background in Florida tennis and how you came to work at the national campus. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I have tennis has been a part of my life uh, forever, and I am so grateful to be working in the sport and working at the national campus. Um, I feel like it's my way to give back. I started on the court at the age of three um, and loved the sport and started playing all through USTA Florida tournaments through juniors. I grew up here in Central Florida and trained at a public facility. And my sister and I played all the USTA Florida tournaments, the junior team tennis events, um, and eventually played high school and then collegiate tennis as well. Um, I played for the University of Central Florida I stayed at UCF and continued and received my master's there and started my career in college athletics. Um, during that time, I met Alyssa as the USTA and UCF partnership was just coming about and um, formed a great relationship with Alyssa through my role there. And as she then had the responsibility to start events at the campus, um, instantly it was something that I was going to have the privilege to be a part of with her. Um, so I started prior to the campus opening, have seen the opening of our campus and um, about four years since then and really grateful to be a part of the team that brings so many great experiences to our youth, adults, um, and I just feel like it's my way to give back to the sport. Well, we're very grateful to have you in Florida and I know you do many, many other things with us. So thank you. Uh, between you, Josh, Alyssa, Jason, this team has been in place since the campus opened, and I think that's pretty special, and you guys have done some incredible work together. But this environment is something we've never had before, so I'm gonna go right into my first question, and it's for the campus team. This past weekend, you all hosted the very first sectional event in this post-COVID-19 world. It was one of our adult uh, section championships. So tell me, how did it go? And what did you learn? Yeah, so we were, it's felt like a long time coming for sure. Um, and I think what we've all learned through the process is that you make a plan and then some more plans. And then once something actually gets here, you make new plans and kind of 
um, you know, alter your operations on the fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I would say that we are just so excited for events to be back. And we've been working on these reopening plans and really everything being based around safety for our staff, for our guests, um, for everyone who's involved here. Uh, and it couldn't have gone better, truthfully, with the exception of the weather that we, we saw yesterday. But um, everyone came in with smiles, so excited to play. Um, and I think it's just really a testament to the work that we all do together and that we have done together from, from the start that we were able to work together as a team with the Florida staff, with our medical staff, everyone involved in the campus side to make it a reality. And uh, I think, you know, just seeing everyone's reaction and Tim Cass, our general manager, was thrilled that our parking lot was full and uh, it just felt like we were we were back to tennis and which is what we've all really been craving. So um, a lot of work went into uh, the planning for, you know, temperature checks and all those different things. But I think we were able to welcome groups back, but also do it in a safe way. Well, this weekend, let's talk a little bit about what we have happening. So we're getting ready to welcome some youth players to the campus for our Bobby Curtis Green Ball. So Jason, I wanna to turn to you for a minute and see if you can talk a little bit about how USTA Florida has been working to prepare for this event and what does the draw look like? So first of all, love working with our national campus team again. Couldn't be more excited to uh to be back in action, so to speak. Um, and first of all, so excited to be hosting the 2020 Bobby Curtis Green Ball Sectional Championship. This is the fourth year of this prestigious tournament and um, where we get to showcase our Florida 10 and under Green Ball players. And in regards to preparation, the devils are in the details. And our operations team have been working on this for the last few months. And the operations team consists of our tournament staff, our head referee and our liaison to the national campus events team. And since safety is our number one priority, we've looked at every aspect of the tournament in order to ensure a safe and positive tournament experience. We've also reached out to our top providers that have already run great events and got some great ideas and feedback on specific things they've been able to do well. So, Due to the pandemic, we had to cancel our green ball sectional qualifiers for 2020. So this year, we don't have a formalized selection process for the tournament, like Jenna might have had way back when, when she played. <laughs> um, so this tournament is an open event, and we're running a compass draw of 32 boys and 32 girls. And I'm happy and pleased to report that we're just about full on both those draws. That's awesome. That's what I was hoping to hear, that the draws are full, which means that people want to come and they're ready to play. So I'm going to shift over to Josh and Jenna for a minute and uh, see if you all can talk a little bit about what the players and the family should plan for when they arrive at the campus. Like what safety protocols do they need to adhere to when they come to play? For sure. For sure. And like Jason said, we're so excited to to welcome the juniors back and to work with your all's team again. It has been a long time coming. Um, and as a lot of these players and parents come back to us for the first time in a while, um, we're doing our best number one with communicating those things out to them in advance. So whether that's on the tournament website or your player emails, 
make sure they're reading those things so that they can be as prepared as possible. Um, but some of the things that, that they'll be looking at when they do arrive um, is a questionnaire, um, which will be sent out prior to their arrival on campus that will ask them to fill out um, with a, a few health uh, questions. Uh, and then from there, they'll have their temperature checked at the door um, prior to coming in. Um, they'll notice a lot of uh, hand sanitizing stations. Um, we've really doubled up on cleaning a lot of our, our heavy touch points and things like that. Um, there are no longer water coolers physically on the court. We do have them in our shade structures where they can fill up their own bottles and things like that. Um, our locker rooms are closed. We still do have restrooms available. Um, and we do ask that everybody wear a mask unless they're actively on court and playing um, and ensure some safe social distancing. Um, so outside of those, which a lot of it can be taken care of before you get here, um, it really puts you in a position to have fun, come back, but also be safe at the same time. Excellent. Well, I'm going to throw out some what if scenarios at you guys, and then you all can raise your hand and you can jump in and you can answer these what if scenarios. So what happens if a player becomes ill or has symptoms prior to arriving at the campus? Who wants to take that one? I will be happy to jump on this one. And um, first of all, we go by the COVID-19 protocols for events at the national campus created by the medical advisory team. And that is, uh, we, go, we go by all the protocols there. And that protocol says, uh, we advise everyone who's planning to attend the tournament that if they develop or should develop any COVID-19 symptoms before the arrival of the tournament, they should not travel to the event uh, and attend the tournament. They should report the symptoms to their healthcare provider uh, and to myself as the, uh, and to determine next steps. But that is the, the very first step they should take prior to coming to the tournament if they should have symptoms. Great, so if you have symptoms prior to coming, don't come, contact us, we'll fix it. <laughs> Great, so my next question is what happens if a player shows symptoms when they get to the event, then what happens? For sure, I'll take I'll take that one. And Jason hit the nail on the head. We're going by those safety guidelines that uh, our medical advisory team, as well as our legal counsel, who's been working with these local and state governments, um, has put a lot of time into. It's really comprehensive and we feel really, really good about it. Um, so if someone were to experience symptoms while they're on site, um, we would ask that they report those immediately to the tournament director. Um, and that will really kind of trigger the dominoes of the, of the next step. So that includes getting that person to an isolated area on campus. Um, from there, we would contact our uh, director of medicine on campus for them to be seen um, and kind of give a further evaluation. Um, and then based on that evaluation, it could be um, a COVID-19 test. Um, it could be transportation arranged for back to the hotel and then sort of the next steps go from there. But it is quite extensive. Um, and really goes everywhere from that second that they alert the tournament director to transporting them back to hotel, getting home, and really keeping safety of not only that person, but everybody else that's in the tournament um, first in mind. Great. Last question on this particular set of topics. What happens if a player or maybe somebody that they're with gets sick after they uh, finish the event and they're at home, what do they do then? I'm happy to take that one, Laura. Um, so we would ask similar to if they were still here on site, we ask that that player would alert the tournament director that they either have tested positive or are exhi exhibiting symptoms. 
in respect to the other players, their teammates, staff that they could have been in contact with. Their tournament director will alert us and our medical um, director, Dr. Daniels, and they will then work together to ensure that we're following um, the contact tracing that needs to take place. And that really comes back to the importance of those health questionnaires that Josh mentioned before. Each day that we uh, that a player is here, we ask that they fill that questionnaire out that same day, and they're answering those questions based on the symptoms. That then allows us to go back and trace who was here on campus and who may have come into contact with that player. Excellent. And just for purposes of our listening audience, when we say tournament director for purposes of this event, that's Jason Gilbert, and he's the person that will handle any of those communications. And that's particularly important to me because there is a staff component of exposure as well. And so we need to make sure that we also are alerting our staff, which leads me to my next question and to you, Jason, what is USTA Florida doing to keep our staff and our officials who are working this event safe? So thanks for that question. It's a very important question as well, because everybody in the tournament needs to stay safe, including our staff and officials. Uh, and first of all, uh, staff and officials are also abiding by all COVID-19 safety protocols, uh, just like the players. Uh, so for the tournament staff, we're running a VTD, which is a virtual tournament desk, in order to limit any gatherings and contact for everyone involved in the tournament. Officials will also have an outdoor open tent area that the national campus uh, events team were, were great enough to put up as their break room and will always remain six feet away from all players and parents. Uh, and we made sure we have two tournament teams in place in case anyone should come down with COVID for tracing. So really important to have uh, two tournament directors uh, and, and the tournament team um, in the bowel, so to speak, of the tournament areas. So we really feel that we've taken the extra steps necessary in order to, to keep not only the players uh, and parents, coaches, but the, um, the officials and the staff as well. And to add to what Jason said, I think the campus, you guys are doing this as well, that we've gone to great lengths to keep our event staff separate from our other staff. And so we definitely are working um, separate schedules right now to make sure that if there is an event of, you know, somebody's been uh, exposed to a person who has COVID-19, that we are keeping the remainder of our staff offsite. So normally you would see a lot more of our staff at these events. But for now, we're keeping it to just the staff that are there for working the events. And I, I think the campus, you guys are doing pretty much the same thing and sort of shifting on and off for the various events, which is very, very helpful um, for the health and safety of, of everyone. My last question is really for each of you. And so I'm going to go kind of around the horn um, and start with you, Jenna. Um, why do you think it's important for us to host events this fall? What is it that tennis gives to people in this current environment that we have. Absolutely. Thanks, Laura. Um, you know, this is a trying time for everyone. And so we have been so excited to bring tennis back because it gives people a sense of hope. Um, it gives people a sense of hope that we are returning to some sort of normalcy. Um, everyone has challenges and difficulties that they're going through over the last few months and will continue to. And so having their love of tennis able to happen and for us to be able to put the safety procedures in place so that they know they're coming here, they feel safe playing the sport that they love, and they can interact with their friends and family in a safe and healthy way. So we just feel like it's a, it's a really positive way um, to bring a light of hope for everyone given the time that we're in. That's a great comment. 
Josh, why do you think it's important for us to host events? Like, what's your perspective on the current situation and what we're able to do? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Jenna hit the nail on the head with a lot of things just in terms of hope and that return to normalcy. Um, and I think we've noticed everywhere in our lives there's going to be a new normal. Um, but I've been really since day one of being here growing up, just competition and the ability to do that and kind of lose yourself in the competition. In competition, you can learn so much, whether you're on a team, um, life lessons, things like that. And then we've even seen recently to be able to be used as a platform to help others and things like that. It's been huge. So for people to get back, be with their teammates, um, get outside and be able to feel that that competition and get fired up about something again for forever. It felt like, you know, we just kept getting these bad news, bad news, bad news. Now you got something to train for, something to be excited about. Um, and we've welcomed all those faces here this weekend and we can't wait to do it some more this fall. Jason, I'm going to round it out with you. Why do you think it's important for USTA Florida in particular to be able to host these events this fall? What what are you hearing from our participants in in why this is so important and special for them? So thanks, Laura, for that question. Um, first of all, let me tell you, with a successful U.S. Open running this year, despite all the pandemic challenges, I truly believe that that event inspired all of us. Just having the ability to watch live tennis on TV was really phenomenal. I believe the USDA Florida section events that we host this fall provides our entire tennis ecosystem inspiration, pride, and most importantly, the opportunity to participate and compete in a safe environment. We're really looking forward to a great tournament. And as it relates to what the players and parents, the feedback is coming in, it's extremely positive. You know, these players, they train all the time, a tremendous amount of hours on the court working with their coaches, uh, working on the mental, technical, tactical, physical aspect of the game. And they just want uh, a venue to be able to showcase their talent. And the fact that we are creating one for them uh, in a sectional championship, they couldn't be more happy. So um, excited about this tournament. Please just send us some good weather. <laughs> That, that's the other thing we can't control. <laughs> so let's hope we get some great weather this weekend. That was my last question. So I just want to thank the four of you, not just for being here on the podcast, which I really appreciate, but also for so much work that you have done over the last several months behind the scenes to put all the pieces together and enable us and allow us to do these events. I do think it is important for people to have an outlet socially, uh, mentally, and also physically to kind of go out there and escape in many ways. And I think tennis has allowed them to do that. And um, I know that the impact is going to be really, really positive. So thank you all for joining me today. I really, really appreciate all that you're doing. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, everybody. For those of you who are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, please go over to USTA Florida's Facebook page where you can see the video version of the podcast and leave questions and comments for our team. And for the full schedule of upcoming Here to Serve podcasts, including topics and dates, visit USTAflorida.com slash Here to Serve. Thank you all for tuning in and have a wonderful week.